for me, it's a matter of doing the things that I love and showing future generations and other people in my position that whatever you want to do, it is possible to achieve it. Hi, this is Kutsi Anaki, and welcome to a brand new season of Down to the Struts, the podcast about disability, design, and intersectionality. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the Down to the Struts community. If you're a returning listener, we are so grateful for your continued support. Today, we'll be kicking off our fifth season by listening in on my conversation with Precious Perez. Precious is a musician and educator and the membership chair of Ramped, recording artists and music professionals with disabilities. Precious and I talked about her journey to becoming a music professional, the creation of Ramped, and her vision for disabled artists in the music industry. Precious is one of two young activists we'll hear from this season, and she is a clear example of the truth that wisdom defies age. It's never too early or too late to become an agent in the change you want to see. Okay, let's get down to it. Why don't we start off, Precious, with you telling us a little bit about yourself and and what got you into music? Absolutely. So I grew up in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Um, I, a first-generation college graduate, I just graduated from Berklee College of Music with my double bachelor's in music ed and performance. I play ukulele. I'm a vocalist, um, songwriter a multi-instrumentalist, you know, the list goes on. I I try to do as much as I can and be as versatile as I can. I was classically trained in high school. And then the main genres that I focus on are pop, R&B, and Latin. But I can also do a lot of other different things. And I like to try different things that I'm not super familiar with. But I first became interested in music because my mom would play everything. I grew up around I would say everything except for rock and country. I was influenced by a lot of R&B, a lot of um, hip hop, pop, you know, like big artists that I looked up to. J-Lo, Daddy Yankee, Mariah Carey, DMX, Eminem, like it's all over the place. 50 Cent, Tupac, like it goes everywhere all over the map. You know, Alicia Keys. Taylor Swift, huge songwriting inspiration. I was like a giant fan of hers and I still am, albeit a little less uh, teenage obsessed. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I grew up surrounded by music, even though my family didn't have, I guess you could say, musical talent running in our veins. Uh, We had music. And um, when I was six years old, somebody gave me a Barbie karaoke machine. It was pink and it had a little tape. I don't know what what it's called. You you can put it. You can insert a tape into it, and oh, like a cassette tape. 
yeah, you could play back, oh, you could great. record, you could. So I would turn on the radio and I would record myself with a little microphone singing along to things. And it was then that I realized, like, I want to be a singer. But that expanded over the years to I'm an artist. I don't just sing. I write songs. I perform. I do these different things. And this is what I want to pursue. And, you know, that grew over the years. And, and I've definitely come a long way since then. But um, that's kind of how it all got started. That's great. And so many, so many of the artists that you listed, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. And uh, a lot of that stuff is like, you know, 90s music that I, I grew up with as a child too. So I love that that's, that's still cool. (laughs) I would say 90s and 2000s are like some of the best decades for music, but like for me, it's the 2000s. That's like the sweet spot. Right. And then I love old timey music, but like, I would say just when I'm on a certain vibe, I've been on a 2000s vibe for the past, like, week or two so yeah that's great and congratulations on graduating also that's really exciting so what what role did disability culture and community play in your in your journey as a musician so as a blind person and then a blind person of color as a Puerto Rican woman and then you have being a woman on top of that (laughs) there's all these different intersections that I grew up navigating you know, first generation college student, all of these different things, blindness, and then, you know, the whole stage presence, like, oh, you have to look a certain way. And, you know, people don't look at you as a blind person, and you're performing like, oh, you have to have the whole package, and you have to dance around, and you have to do this and that and the other thing. It's hard as a disabled person in these industries and the arts to get to the same point that your peers might get to in a shorter time frame. So I think disability culture is part of my life. It's part of my existence. It's part of my artistry. You know, a, a huge part of what I do as an artist is advocate for all of the communities that I represent. And one of those is disability. And arguably one of the biggest of those communities is disability. For me, it's a matter of doing the things that I love and showing future generations and other people in my position that whatever you want to do, it is possible to achieve it. For me, it's bigger than just me getting to a certain point. It represents the ability to show others with disabilities and just the rest of the world that is still consumed by stereotypes and discrimination against us that we are capable and we are respectable and we deserve the same respect because we are equals and should be treated as such. So it's a huge part of my everyday as far as disability culture and music. They just kind of go hand in hand. And for me, like, you know, I'm very open about it. And on top of the, you know, the typical mental health struggles, I mean, I have diagnosed anxiety and depression. And that plays into everything else. And I'm just open about everything I experience because, you know, anxiety can be debilitating sometimes itself and navigating that around with disability, like, oh, I don't know what I look like. I don't know how to compare this to what I look like. Is this okay for this performance? Like, does my hair look okay? How, how are people looking at me? If I move this way when I'm dancing, does it look awkward? I have no way to know. So all of these different things kind of come together in this space as a disabled artist in the music industry. 
and things that you reconcile, things that you're always going to be working to overcome. But it is definitely, uh, it plays a huge role in all of that. That's really beautifully put. And I, I really felt that. So the first time I came across your music was um, when we did that gathering that was led by Conchita Hernandez Legoreta, Melissa Lomax, and Justice Shorter for Walk World, the blind, the community for blind women of color. And you yeah. played your song Valiente, which we actually used in the episode that I did about Walk World with those three fabulous ladies. And I remember hearing that song and it spoke so deeply to me. I'm also a blind woman of color and I just felt so connected to that experience and, and your message is so valuable for, for our community. It, it really, I, I experienced exactly what you describe. I felt lifted up and I felt like I could do anything and I felt that I had others around me with a similar experience that I could look to for wisdom or guidance or support. So it's, it's so true what you're saying. When was the first time you, you started to really come into community with other disabled uh, musicians and artists and, and what was that like? So it's been a gradual thing. I think a lot of there, there's a lot of people within the blindness community that are just musicians and they play and they sing and some do it for fun. Some pursue it the way that I'm pursuing it, but I've been around different people my entire life. And then when I went to Berkeley, I'm not the only blind student from Berkeley. There were like seven of us at any given time or more. That's amazing. I bonded with them and I have amazing friendships with all of those people and I made, you know, blind and sighted musician friends and played with both. And, um, you know, now I have this group of friends, you know, made up of Berkeley musicians and then friends that are really tight knit. My fiance, Shane Lowe, actually founded a radio network called Venom. And we have essentially a bunch of broadcasters who all happen to be blind. And then we also have genre streams. So each stream is curated. We have a Latin stream and I actually do a radio show on Tuesdays at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern called Pioneros, which is a Latin centered, just playing hits and songs that I like and interacting. It's really fun. Shameless plug. But, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it's just, it's a great experience because so many of us on that network that hang out all the time that have become so close are also musicians. Not only are we broadcasters, but we're artists, we're instrumentalists, we are, we have percussionists and, and just audio engineers, so much talent all around. And it's, it's insane to me that, you know, in the world and, and outside of this, people don't realize how much talent there really is. That's incredible. And it sounds like you've built such a strong community around you. I, I'm so blown over by the fact that you had seven other blind students with you at Berkeley. I think for many of us who are not artists, <laughs> I've been in so many environments where I'm always the only blind person and it's so exhausting. Oh, so yeah. that's such a that's such a gift that that you had that experience in school. I never had that. That's so that's so wonderful and empowering. And to that end, um, one of the reasons that we connected to do this interview was that you recently shared the launch of this really exciting initiative. It's called RAMP, so Recording Artists and Music Professionals with Disabilities that you've been involved with founding. Um, so can you can you tell us a little bit about how RAMP 
came to be and what its core mission is? Absolutely. So Ramped was founded by award-winning artist and advocate Lachi. Lachi is a powerhouse. She is a force to be reckoned with. And her and Galen Lee, um, who is the vice president, kind of built this community. I actually have a friend who goes by Question. Question is a founding member of Ramped. And last summer, you know, was talking about how membership was opening up for this amazing organization. And I said, well, I would love to be a part of this. And, and he said, well, the survey is going to come out and apply. So I did. And I was accepted as a professional member. So there's professional members and there's community members. Um, and so once I got accepted and I was included in this incredible initiative, I wanted to get further involved and really just, you know, do the work. So I recently became the membership chair of Ramped. So I run the membership committee and, um, you know, work with the other leaders uh, to ensure that our organization continues to grow and that we continue to gain representation um, in the music industry. And our mission itself is to elevate disability culture, to promote inclusion, and to advocate for accessibility in the music industry. And, you know, when we say professionals, we're not only polished and talented and all of these things, but we are worth the same as musicians that are sighted or musicians that have that don't have disabilities. We deserve the same payment, the same respect. You know, if if other musicians are getting paid, we should be getting paid as disabled musicians. You know, we are worth it and we are equals in that sense. So we get paid for what we do because we've worked for that. And so it's really being in those spaces, getting into those rooms, advocating in these spaces that haven't had this kind of advocacy before, because disability is a diversity that gets left out of pretty much every diversity conversation. So this is an opportunity for us artists with disabilities, musicians with disabilities, business managers with disabilities, label owners with disabilities, all of us to finally stand out in the mainstream and say we are here and we are equal and we deserve the same respect. And that is essentially what Ramped is. We are here to change things, to positively impact the industry, to be a resource for accessibility in the industry, for people to say, hey, I'm looking for a blind uh, vocalist or I'm looking for a disabled artist to do this and this, or I'm just looking for somebody to do these things. We have those people and we can give them a list of those people to choose from. It really is um, an incredible organization. Um, we just launched on January 21st. And we are fiscally sponsored uh, by Accessible Festivals, which is very exciting. Um, we are partnered with different organizations. And we also 
uh, are partnered with the Grammy Museum Experience, which is amazing. We've gotten write-ups in Billboard, the New York Times, among other published articles in different magazines and things. And it's really been amazing to see all of the exposure and the ways that everyone is embracing Ramped, you know, since it's launched. Yeah, I've seen some of those articles and uh, I, I watched a part of the, the launch event, which was really just phenomenally done and, and a beautiful experience. And it's so powerful what you're doing. And, and what's interesting is, as you said earlier, there have been disabled artists and musicians for time immemorial, but they sort of had to oftentimes had to obscure their disability or their disability was just an invisible part of them. But I think what's special and unique about Ramped is that it is centering the disabled experience and, and being sort of loud and proud about that aspect of all of your identity that I think disabled artists and musicians before before this generation, before Ramped, kind of just had to sweep under the rug and 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 blend. Absolutely. And you're saying, no, we're not going to blend. We're going to uh, we're going to be seen and we're going to be heard and we're going to be given access. So I think that's really that's really amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the str- organizing strategies that you're using? Like just kind of describe what what advocacy tools that you're leveraging to to achieve some of those goals you you talked about. Right. So we have partnerships and we have multiple committees. We have partnerships. We have memberships. We have PR, different committees that focus on different goals as far as, you know, whether it's expanding for for what I do, it's really expanding our membership and really engaging our membership to to do the work on the ground and continue like to endeavor to utilize Ramped in ways that benefit them, but also continuing to benefit the industry through Ramped as well. I think, you know, the main thing that we utilize is, you know, delegating with each other, communicating with each other, and just continuing to in our own personal networks beyond, and also within the Ramped circles and networks that we have created, continuing to share opportunities and share different things. to continue moving everything forward. So continuing the movement, elevating the movement and everything that we do as artists, as individuals and as a whole organization is really a a priority. And right now we have community members and we have professional members. Our membership application is open until February 21st. And I encourage anybody who, you know, is a professional musician or artist to apply. And even if you don't want to apply as a professional artist or, or musician, you should still apply for a community membership and have access to the newsletter and all of the different things that Ramped uh, will continue to be doing in the future. And what's the difference between a, a professional member and a community member? So a community member kind of um, engages at a different level where there's access to the newsletter, the goings on, um, different opportunities. Professional members have the opportunities to serve on these committees and, um, you know, to represent Ramped in different spaces. We're still in the early stages of everything and still kind of hashing out goals and all of these different things. But, you know, every voice is valuable and we're excited to just keep growing. 
That's great. And what what do you think needs to change in the industry itself? You all are the ch- are change agents and you're making change, but what structurally do you think needs to be different in the agency to create more space for disabled artists and disabled artists of color in particular? Absolutely. So there are a lot of things that I could talk about. But one thing that we've been, you know, discussing is accessibility for award shows, including ASL, including self-description, which is people describing themselves at when they speak, whether it's their outfit or their personality. And, you know, for, for the sake of um, blind people being able to interact and to really engage with the visual aspects in a different way, to have ramps visible on stages you know, in the cameras, people can easily get on and off stage. Things like that, things that aren't currently there, accessibility of venues, touring venues, and other music venues, just overall. Um, Those are two really big things that need to change as far as, you know, accessibility and inclusion. The spaces need to be inclusive. And you know, it's a huge thing for disabled musicians to be able to access the space, to be able to do what they need to do in the first place. So those are some big initiatives that we definitely think need to change in the industry. And just the attitude, you know, we deserve to be on the same level as our colleagues. We are professionals and we're not just talented in our own right, but every professional musician and artist who is disabled doesn't deserve to be discriminated against, doesn't deserve to have to not disclose in fear of not being able to get a gig or for fear of somebody else's misconceptions about what their capabilities are and not giving them the job. There, there are so many ways that the industry needs to improve, but that's what we're here for. We're here to help create those solutions and to be that solution and to say, hey, we can help improve these things. This is how we can make this better. This is how we can help make this better. So that it's a collaborative effort, but the positive impacts and the changes that are necessary do happen. How do you feel about the reception you're getting from industry players as you ramp ramp up your advocacy? <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. And we're just excited to keep moving forward. Like I'm personally just, I saw my name in a billboard article, like what? (laughs) (laughs) We can only go up from here. And it's important to just continue doing what I'm doing personally and in my role um, in this movement and to encourage others to do their role and to just keep pushing forward and, and striving for the change that should be occurring in the industry so that we can be successful in the industry as individuals and to pave the way for other disabled artists and musicians coming after us. That's wonderful. And where can folks find our listeners, find your work and also uh, more information about Ramp? My socials and my music and everything can be found on preciousperezmusica.com. That's my first last name and then musica is just music with an a dot <laughs> com and that is where you can find all of my music and you can find my instagram my facebook my twitter all of that is linked there and then for ramped information 
for membership application, more about us and our mission and what we've done, you can go to ramped.org. That's R-A-M-P-D.org. And we are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So feel free to, to just get involved, reach out, follow us on all of those things. Fantastic. Are there other actions that people, disabled artists, allies can do to support your work? Spread the word, get involved. And if you can't, you know, allies are welcome as well to, to be on the community level. So get involved as much as you can. And if it's not something that you feel like you can get super involved in, spread the word about what we're doing and what's happening. Because, you know, this is important for the entire industry as a whole and for all disabled musicians and artists, not just blind people, not just deaf people, not just people with in wheelchairs and with different conditions for all of us because we're all a minority but we deserve to be heard and we deserve to be on an equal playing field and so that's a really huge deal thank you so much precious for joining me i'm i'm excited to help spread the word about your work and about ramped and um, we'll share all of these links in the show notes so people can check them out and get involved and spread the word so thank you Thank you so much. This has been awesome. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of Down to the Struts. This podcast would not be possible without the energy and creativity of our audio producer, Alana Nevins, and our social media manager, Avery Annapole. Special thanks to Claire Shanley for designing our logo and to Eiffel Gangsta Beats for our theme music. You can become part of our Facebook group, Down to the Struts Podcast, to join our growing community. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Down to the Struts. And finally, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you love to listen. Thank you again for your support and stay tuned for our next episode so we can get back down to it.